What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes episode 65. Um, I I am Mike Sullivan. Liam McDade is here with me, as always. Um, I want to start off, Liam, uh, before we introduce our third person who's been here all the time. We kind of have some big news. So, Liam, um, you and I in the offseason, you know, because technically this is the off season of Tuck Rule Takes as well. That it is. Um, in in an off season, a typical off season, you look at your you look at your team, you think what you can do to get better, kind of additions, uh, you know, subtractions, what you can do. We yep. looked, we said, listen, Liam, Liam, you and I were already pretty damn good. We're already pretty oh, good. Yeah. We got a we got a we got a good Army game, good thing going. Army of two, a great, great game. Um, so we are we are ready to go. But you know, we were like, you know what, we. We both agreed on it. We we think too similar about the Patriots, where yes. where you know our 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 brain waves are just both so highly functioning that we just We're way we need, too level headed of people. Exactly. So we need someone with a little bit of less of a level head, a little bit le- yeah. less of the high functioning brain to bring on to the to bring on yeah, to the um, like a math teacher's point of view per se. So, Exactly. So someone with intelligence in different areas. You know what I mean? Because yes. obviously, you know, yep. we are smart in many things. Math not really our strong Just suit. Just so about we're like, you know what? For math. Let's 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 scour scour the internet underworld, see who we can bring aboard. And we were like, you know what? Yep. Holy shit, buddy, we've had we've had sometimes what you're looking for is so close that you can't even see it because you're looking past Got it. it. Had a man in house you know? the whole time. It, we, you know, it's almost like they say, you know, your brain, your brain can always see your nose, but it chooses not to see it. Well, guess what, Al? We see you, baby. Al, <laughs> um, you, you are, you are officially our third member of Tuck Rule Takes. We are rolling into 2023. <laughs> we added a new member. Love the dynamic. Right. Love you, uh, Al. Little, little round of applause. Love for the you. haircut as well, Al. There it is. Um, I don't know if you, if you wanted to. Wanted to say anything, you know, anything to the to the legions of 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 fans you have out there before we get going, uh, Mister Mr. Commencement speech, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Today, 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 I consider myself <laughs> the luckiest man in the world. No, but in all seriousness, <clears throat> I think this was just kind of a long time coming. Honestly, yep. You know, it, it, it's funny because you guys speak so highly of yourselves. But the thing is, is I need to come here and, and humble you guys because sometimes you guys just throw shit out there. You hope it sticks to the wall. You're almost like the monkeys at the zoo. You just throw it up there and sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it's just like dribbling down and sometimes you just you, you miss it completely. You might hit a tree. You might hit a banana going. So I don't know. So I'm like the zookeeper. I got to come in mm. and keep you guys under control and keep you in check. But the teacher <laughs> in you show us the way in all in all seriousness, it is it is an honor to be considered the third member of Tuck Rule Takes. I'm excited to see where we can take this podcast because I think with the three of us kind of running it and talking Patriots, I think we can really take this to a, a high level, even a level that you guys might not have even imagined before. So I'm loving it. I love that I can take my have my Patriots thoughts on here with you guys, and I'm excited. Let's 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 fuck yeah. Yes, here's to sir. the future of Tuck Rule Takes. Yes, sir. There it is. Cheers to you, Al. Um, who Al, you know what? Let's 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 just let's just address the elephant in the room. Al, I have never said your last name on this podcast. Cat's out of the bag. I don't know how to say it. That's okay. <clears throat> how do you say your last name, Al? Is it? It's, <laughs> hold on. It's Nagan, right? Very close. 
Very close. Damn it. Nahigian. The eyes act as E's. Nahigian. Okay, so what nationality is that? So it's kind of how it looks. Nahigian. Got you. Okay, there it is. Look at see, we are already already making strides. Already making (laughs) strides. Um, but but yeah, um, we've added some culture because really you just have two Irish guys just talking shit, and now now we have a whole different. A whole different continent coming to play, so this is good. Best believe. Um, so I think it it must have broke. So so now we're getting into the Patriots. We got we got through all the all the you know warm and fuzzy stuff. Al is here. You're here. Not that you haven't been here the last like six weeks, but right. We, more we of just, a formality. We, just got, we dotted the eyes and crossed the t's, and I'm getting exactly. my three year sixty dollar deal with forty bucks up front. So it's all good. Exactly. Oh, okay. You know we have pretty fair deal. We haven't discussed finances yet, so I don't know. <laughs> will Will Liam and I TBD to be? That's determined. not what last um, episode said. Uh, well, you know we don't. Oh, speaking of episodes Ugh. too, um, this episode will be on the. Uh, we're gonna have a Tuck Rule Takes Instagram, just where it says Tuck Rule Takes on Instagram. Search it; it's right there. So the first post will be this episode. So as you're listening to this, please go to that Instagram. Uh, follow, like, I, I I hate saying like and subscribe and all that shit. Be like such a podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, you got to do it if you're in the podcast yeah, game. You got to yeah, do no, it. It just sounds like you're begging. It's it's yeah. unbecoming. God, I know. But, you know, just go there. It'll be, um you know, a lot of, lot of things <laughs> coming like in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Just go there. See what's going on. Like I said, it's Tuck Rule Takes. You'll see the logo. Just click it. Follow. Good to go. Um, But we are going to get into some Patriots news because I think that this – this big press release dropped like the day after we recorded, I think, or or something like that. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of going a little bit into the past here to talk about it, but it it definitely has some future ramifications as well. Uh, the Patriots continued their um, really kind of unprecedented offseason so far. We're now their second press release and kind of what they're saying because you know Robert Kraft had that email kind of saying things are going to change and blah blah blah. Um, press release from the Patriots. Uh, Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo will begin interviewing for an offensive coordinator. Um, The the press release actually says it's only two sentences long, so it's not long. It says the New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term. In addition, the team will be interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week, which is this week. Um, So, I I saw people in, in in basically what we're just gonna kind of talk about it because it's really not that long. It's just kind of what what we think's going on. I saw people seeing this as a negative. I don't see this as a negative at all. I see this as the Patriots identified that this year was not up to par, not up to the standards of anybody. Um, I think we all can agree on that. We all pretty much said as much last week. Um, yep. I I love this. It shows, like I said, that the team is like, listen, we know, you know, we got to keep the good coaches. And we 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 gotta make changes to the offense. I think this is a win all around for everybody, the fans, the team, the players, the coaches, and Matt Patricia himself. This is a win for everybody involved. What do you guys think? Uh quick pause. You want to play a little devil's advocate for me, Mike, and tell me how this could be construed as a bad thing? Because I think uh, we're all probably gonna have the same answer mm-hmm. here across the board. This is what 
at least we've been asking for on the show yeah. for as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will because I, I, I scour the 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 Twitter streets to try to see. I know you love yourself this. a comment section. Um, I, I do <laughs> very, very. The funny thing is, I love, it, but very rarely do I actually comment in said comment section. I just tweet into the abyss, like to myself. Yeah, just yeah, out yeah. There. You're um, you're the you're the king of quote tweet quote tweeting. That's what you are. You quote someone, yeah. you tell oh, them yeah. how bad they are, and then you move on. With <laughs> exactly. Or good, or good. Um, but I, I think bad. the. The yeah. the negative side of this, um, you see people looking at it saying that this is the first time or really the first offseason where we've seen the team do something that's un-Belichickian. So people are like, OK, so this is Robert Kraft stepping in saying, hey, Bill, oh, you know, okay. I'm 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 going to kind of take yeah. the reins here and we're going to put out this press release. You know, we are doing X, Y and Z because, you know, Belichick likes to keep things close to the chest, as most yeah. good coaches should do. Right. But it's one of those things. Right. That is where people see it. And they're like any sort of change that's been happening the last couple of years. A lot of people immediately equate that to the negative side of things just because it's not what you're used to. Um, and don't get me wrong. There's been negative change, but I I just I don't see how it is. But that's. That's the ball that those people are picking up and running with, where this is Kraft kind of butting in more than he ever has. And then it's like, well, well, God, how did how does Belichick feel about this? Then it came out that Belichick's the high. He's getting like 30 million a year and people are like, oh, maybe Kraft doesn't. let. So just a bunch of things came in. I think that's where the negative comes from. It's so weird to me. And. Tell me if you guys relate to this, that the Patriots seems like the only organization, whether it's Patriots fans or if it's wolves in sheep's clothing, that come out and try and poke and prod at this power struggle between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. I don't hear anything about any Eagles coach fighting with Jeffrey Lurie, who's the owner of the Mm -hmm. Eagles. You don't hear it about the... I don't even know who the L.A. Rams owner is, but you haven't heard about it in the last two years since they've been stacking up their deck with superstars to try and Mm -hmm. win a Super Bowl, which they just did. You don't hear it from any other team, but constantly with the Patriots from its own fans or people maybe trying to sabotage the organization and put some bad media out there. It's always Kraft doesn't like what Bill did. Bill didn't like how Kraft treated Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I think they, they had the same goal. I think you could argue the Cowboys a little bit with Jerry Jones and then like whoever Probably the, the only other there. team, yeah. That's, Maybe, that's about but the... like Jerry Jones kept Jason Garrett in the head coaching spot for so long. Mm-hmm. So even then, it's not conflict. It's just bad for the team because he wanted a terrible head coach. He also fired uh, Jimmy Johnson after he won two Super Bowls and brought in Barry Switzer. But, you know, we yeah, won't talk well, about that. Yeah, that. well, that is that is abhorrent. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Johnson did coach my University of Miami, Miami Hurricanes. So I also I, love Miami. You know that. Yep, all about the U, baby. But yeah, so he's wrong for that one. But yeah, I guess you're right. Jerry Jones would be the closest comparison because right. you know there, there's he has ultimate say in the Cowboys. But it's but it's not as bad. I I agree with that. Yeah. It's not as bad there as was, like Kraft and Belichick. When Bill Parcells there though was there, Parcells mm-hmm. is as close to Bill Belichick as it gets without being the goat, and him mm-hmm. and Jerry definitely butted heads. How but are you yeah, expected okay. to make the dinner if you don't buy any of the groceries? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's got a point though. Maybe true statement, kind of true. Yeah, kind of true. You, Jerry Jones. Yep. <laughs> the weird part is though, with with the Cowboys, is that that that's kind of out in the open though. Like people know that Jerry Jones meddles and does all this stuff. The the yeah. the, the reason where I, I think Liam, I, which I get even more so, what you're saying, where that's never been the 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 case or or the thing with Kraft and Belichick. It's always been like rumors or or fan rumors or media rumors yeah. and stuff that but it, it just seems like 
people act as though Kraft is like some behind the scenes type Jerry Jones person recently, where it's like how he came out saying that, like, or he didn't even come out saying it, but he kind of did in his in his email. But like even before that email, where it was like Kraft is Kraft, you know, is is demanding offensive change. And it's all in wording, because I can also say Robert Kraft told Bill Belichick the obvious truth that the offense needs to change. And it's oh, yeah. like, it, it, it's, it, it, it is weird. It does seem like they're trying to push that divide. Yeah. But I, like, I don't know why. Like I said in the last show, Bill Belichick's not a fucking idiot. He can look at those offense oh. and go, wow, that didn't work. Like Bill's not above self-criticism. He built on many Super Bowl teams and got Super Bowl teams, even more Super Bowls. So it's like he knows what he has to do to reload and go after another one. Yeah. Yeah, Al. Al, what do you think about this big? Uh, this, and you can kind of lead us into whether you want to jump into the Mayo topic or the offensive coordinator one as well. What do you think of the press release? And then which which fork in the road do you want to dive into first? I mean, as far as the actual comment goes in itself, it's kind of a change in the sense that, and Mike, you said it. The Patriots keep everything in house, and Liam, you kind of said the same thing too. Like the Patriots like to keep everything close to the chest. It's kind of ironic that after an eight and nine season, the season after you make the playoffs, you get blown out in the first round, but you still make the playoffs and have a good year, that this statement comes out and it's co-signed by both Kraft and Belichick. That's a little, it's a little mm-hmm. odd. I'm not gonna lie. But the thing is sure. too, that this needed to come out. And I think because and I think the three of us can agree this was more Kraft than Belichick. It was Kraft saying, listen, we gotta get the fan base back on our side because right now. There are fans, not like us, but fans out there that are questioning what we're doing. Let's put out the statement. Let's keep Mayo in-house. Let's get an offensive coordinator, because I do want to talk about the offensive coordinator first to kind of mm-hmm. go over that. Cool. But let's make sure that we know, th- that fans know exactly what we're doing. Let's make sure they know that we're, we actually care about this team and we actually want to get back to the playoffs and be a legitimate contender in the AFC and maybe even get back to a Super Bowl. So great move by Kraft, and I'm giving Kraft the credit for this. Bill can co-sign all he wants, but Robert mm-hmm. Kraft did the right thing here. And now we get to speculate, and we're like, ooh, who's going to be the OC? And we're putting our fingers <laughs> together being like, ooh, what, what, what the is the mad part. scientist coming up to? I agree, though, and in, 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 in I'll, I'll uh, serve it right back to you. But I, I do agree because I don't want it to sound – I don't want it to sound like we're, we're, be, we're kind of contradicting ourselves, uh, Liam and I at least, where – Right. I I do think that this was probably Kraft's idea, just because I don't think that Belichick would even think to do this. But I don't think no. it's one of those things where he is strong arming Belichick to do it, because I do yes. think that Belichick does as much as people think he's this old curmudgeon that doesn't evolve with the times. He very much does. And I think that he he understood why Kraft wants to do this. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, you can do this. I'm still going to operate the same way that I do. But like, yeah, I think at this point we're in unprecedented times, which I mean, that that's not saying anything crazy. We very much are oh, with, with this Patriots team. So it's like, yeah, you know, we got to kind of just reassure people like Liam, you said uh, Belichick isn't an idiot. He's a lot smarter than people for some reason don't want to give him credit for around here right now. Like he, he knows the offense wasn't good. He knows that people like, so like he, like he, he, he thinks so far ahead. So it's like, yeah, sure. Do this, do your cute little press release. I'll co-sign it. I'm fine with it. Whatever. Cause, cause at the end of the day, it, it doesn't impact what he's doing. Cause they were already going to do it. They were already going to get yeah. an OC. They were probably already going to try to keep Mayo. So 
I just think Bill doesn't want to get up in front of the press and talk. I think in general, he is done with that. Once you've done it for however long, Belichick's done it a long, longer than any of us have been alive, even been a thought. He's been doing this. And I'm sure at this point, he's like, I'm just going to go up there and they're going to ask. He, I bet he could pick out the five questions that they're all going to ask before every press conference. It's probably so predictable to him at this point. He's like, why do I have to go through these? No, anymore? really, Liam? You, you think Bill Belichick <laughs> actually likes going up there when he gives responses like, yeah, just just look back at the film. Yeah, yeah I'm not it, a doctor. It, well, yeah. that's the thing. And that's the point. Yeah, exactly. Angry. And I like that. I love it because mm-hmm. the media I, I is don't. just, it, it's a, it's sorry, a money, it's a <laughs> facade. It's it's trying to give the fans entertainment and make us feel like we're a part of the franchise. We're not, a, and Bill knows we're not a part of the fucking franchise. Yes, we support the team. He wants us to support the team, but we're going to support them if they win, not if he gives a good press conference. We're not going to be like, oh my god, Bill Gold went up there and said the right thing. Yes, no, no one gives a fuck. We want to win ten plus games each year. So that's, hey, uh, since we're talking about Belichick, by the way, did you guys see it? And I saw a lot of. Uh, actually somewhat praise for Belichick, which like doesn't normally happen that much, like in the off season, no. especially after a year like this, you guys see uh, Mike McDaniels went up to the podium after the loss and was kind of, you know, uh, they had that fourth and one fiasco talking about uh, basically just trying to pass the buck as much as he could saying that like he thought it was, you know, fourth down the ref that that's what it was, but then it, it, it wasn't communicate communicated to him on time and all like basically blaming like the situation. Then you had Harbaugh go up there and say, uh, on that QB sneak that Tyler Huntley did, he was supposed to go underneath instead of over the top. But if you look at the play, so what's he going to do? Go under, go underneath with the rookie center in front of them. And it's just like, you see these other coaches kind of like, not, not always passing the buck, but trying to like explain things away. What did Belichick say all year about the offense? I'm, I'm the head coach. I will take the bid every single time. I have to be better. Yeah. And then if, if it's something where maybe he thinks that it might be, yeah, no, you'll have to, you'll have to ask the refs about that and your thing. But at the end of the day, you know, I am the coach. I have to be better. So I, I I'm still full. Not that this is even a topic or a question still always riding with Belichick. I'll take his, his little, his old man, you know, uh, press conferences where he only says like eight words because I'd rather him do that than then either half throw his players under the butt and do all this weird stuff. Like I, I'd almost rather it just be like the dude, just Marshawn Lynch. I'm here. So I don't get fined. Like get me exactly. in and out of here. Yeah. So, Cause it, yeah. it's a novelty. It's just another thing you have to do. It's the goat template for coaches. And I use this comparison all the time because it rings true. Scarily similar. Greg Popovich goes up there and doesn't Extremely. give the media anything. In fact, he's almost mean to the media. Bill's not exactly mean to the media. Greg Popovich likes to make fun of them, but it's Popovich the same thing. Popovich is mean. Yes, Popovich but I is love mean. it. I yeah. love it. But, he, but the way he gets away with it is he says it with a smile, and then he like laughs afterwards. Yeah. And he's, yeah. But in the inside, he's like, eh, you don't know me. Yeah. It's like, I hate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, you motherfucker. But then it's like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. It's like, oh, Because well, he's, not gonna win the, he's not going to win a championship in a press conference, so he doesn't exactly. care about it. Exactly. All business. Exactly. Uh, Al OC offensive coordinator. What, um, what, 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 what is going on? What do you think is going to happen? Cause they're interviewing people, I guess, supposedly this week, we haven't heard much, but I guess this is just when the process starts. Well, <clears throat> according to Tommy Curran of NBC mm-hmm. sports, Boston, I knew you were going to bring it up. You, you, you knew that I was going to do that. Cause you know, I like the sources, you know, that, you know, I like Tommy yeah. Curran. 
big Hell media yeah. guy, apparently. He 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 has Damn. me blocked. I think I told you guys. Tommy Curry uh, has does me blocked. That's well, awesome. Why? What'd you say? I was going to try to bring him on the just, pod. Years. Please do. I want I want these people to see that I'm not this demon. Like it, it, it's just years of just because because you know he 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 is good at his job. Do not get me wrong. Like Tommy Curran is good at his job, but he also has a job where he yep. works for NBCSN, where he has to do the you know the not not clickbait things, but just the the he has to create a storyline. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or not even it just kind of you know not fabricate one, but kind of puff it up a little bit. And you know I think yep. it just. Just like anything else, he just he just got sick of it, which I, I am relentless. That's how I got my wife. So it's just, you know, <laughs> I, will, man. I, I will not stop until yeah, me, until, I, until so, I have you enough. or I'm blocked. So, uh, Al, <laughs> sorry, right back to you, Tommy. No, nah, you're good. You're good. So <laughs> Tommy Curran, the title of his article is Patriots early offseason approach should trigger optimism. I'm going to read a little blurb from this article that I think people are going to want to listen up to. If you're listening to this podcast. Turn it up a little bit because you're going to want to hear this. The primary target for Patriots OC is former Patriots OC, former Penn State and Texans head coach, former Alabama OC Bill O'Brien. There is unanimity, sorry, unanimity, I can't even say that word, on all sides that O'Brien is the best person for the job. And while there are other candidates with merit, the familiarity ownership and Mac Jones have with O'Brien and O'Brien's willingness to return means it would be an upset if he doesn't get the job, a.k.a. Bill O'Brien's the favorite, and guess what? He should be. And I said this on Legends Lingo before I came on to record Tucker Will Taste with you guys. I want you to check off a couple boxes. Ready? Was in New England. Check. Yep. Offensive coordinator in the NFL and in college. Check. Check. Won a national championship with Mac Jones. Check. Check. Would be working. With the quarterback that won you a national championship at Alabama, Jack, Jack can actually run an offense and will actually bring some better ideas and knows how to implement tight ends and running backs and a whole part of an offense. Check. Check, 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 check. Checks all the boxes. And guess what? You need to get a guy by next week. By the time we record, someone has to be signed. Someone has to be here. Because I want this offense to get on track as soon as possible. Get Bill O'Brien in here. Get him on the horn with Mac and say, listen, this didn't work last year. What can we do to make it work this year? I have some ideas. Let's talk. Let's get it together. And by the time training camp comes around, we'll be clicking on all cylinders. and The offense will go back to how it was in 2021, if not better. Now, if he doesn't get it, there are two names I'm going to throw out there. Mm -hmm. One name I like. One name I don't like as much. One name that I like is Zach Robinson, the OC from the Rams. He's a guy that obviously Super Bowl winning OC in 2021. And guess what? To pair him up, you could pair him up with, and I'm going to take this from a friend, um, Shane Day, the quarterback coach with the LA Chargers. So if you could get Robinson and Shane Day in here, that takes care of your quarterback. That takes care of your offense, your offense right there. And the last name, but then I'll, I'll end my rant that a lot of people are talking about, and I don't know how this would work, is Chad O'Shea. He used to be here. He went to Miami, mm-hmm. tried to do his thing. I don't yep. love that option at all. But if that's the absolute worst, I'd rather him than a guy like Adam Gaze. I can't stand Adam Gaze. I think he's a clown, and he's just a guy that wouldn't work here. So my order, just real quick, just kind of wrap up everything. O'Brien, mm-hmm. 
Robinson, O'Shea, if it's absolutely necessary. And I'll still like get a gag reflex if I have to say that repeatedly with Chad O'Shea being the OC. So do you know who it's not going to fucking be? <clears throat> Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Patricia. Do you know Dude, why it's not going to be Cliff Kingsbury? Kingsbury news is hilarious. Do you guys hear about yes, that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, because good. he's in Thailand That's... with his model girlfriend. Dude and, and, just uh, said, fuck that. You... Kyler Murray messed with his head so much. He, he's probably like, dude, the only way that you can't find me on Call of Duty is if I go to Thailand. That's yeah. it. So he went out there. And it, you know what? Honestly, more coaches should just do this where they're like, you dude, know what? 100%. I made my money. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take my beautiful girlfriend, go to some beautiful place and just uh, maybe come back. Maybe not, you know, or and the, the best part, it's. It's it's the thing that we all love. We all want to be wanted. We all want to have yes. that people people texting you, calling you. Cliff, come back, but we want you. What about this offer? What about yeah. this? He he he's living the life right now. So and not only that, props not to only him. That, not only that, for the next four or five years, every two weeks he's going to be getting a check from the Arizona Cardinals. So he's 100%. all set. He doesn't need to worry about making money for the next five years. He can just it's chill perfect. if he wants to. It is perfect for him. In the currency exchange between America and Thailand, you could go to Thailand with 500 bucks and live like a above average citizen for a while with that. He he is going to be whatever, whatever the, what, what are they, czars, kings, whatever they yeah. are in Thailand. That's what he is going to be. The, the crazy thing with Cliff Kingsbury, he, he is benefiting from the, from your, from your backup quarterback role where they come in, they have one good game. And then they don't start again, but they always have the, oh, but what if he is? So you will continually get a contract because of, yeah, but what if? What if we have him play? We saw him play once. Cliff Kingsbury, everybody knows how crazy that situation was in Arizona, where, I mean, Kyler Murray is not a peach to work with. We saw there's all the, the, the stuff between him and them and DeAndre Hopkins and everybody hated each other, it seemed like. So now it's like, you know what? Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury got a bad rap. So, yeah. you know, maybe so he he is benefiting from that as well. Uh, one thing with Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, by the way, I I looked it up because I kept seeing this and I saw people saying it wasn't. They never worked together in Alabama. Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. Do you guys know that? No, they didn't. Bill, Bill O'Brien came in 10 days after Mac Jones's final snap in oh. in, in, in Alabama. That was one now, of those talking points. I thought that, that was like that, a huge that's thing. why because because and the funny thing is, Al, and, and I'm not even saying it to be like gotcha, because guess what? Up until I think maybe five hours ago, I thought the same thing. But I saw someone tweet, because I'm I'm looking in the comment section. I saw someone say, um, crazy that Bill O'Brien or, or that people keep bringing this up when Bill O'Brien came in 10 days after Mac Jones, you know, oh, his, his career was over. That makes and sense I was like, now because, because O'Brien was there on a two year deal. He came after. Okay, yeah. And okay. that's why I was like, I thought I heard that at first, but then like, I, I think it just turned into they, that they had some overlap. They didn't. Now when Bill O'Brien came in where the overlap is, is Mac Jones helped him kind of get ingratiated into the offense and kind of gave him some tips of the trade and all that stuff. Um, so I still do think though, that your overall point of the, the familiarity at least, or like the, the partnership between Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones could work. So it, it was just one of those things where I wanted to bring it to you guys. Cause it shocked me like a few hours ago when I, when like, I actually like looked it up and I was like, wait a minute, let me, cause it's weird. Now you got people saying two different things, like what's going on. So right. even though they haven't 
they they haven't technically been on the same team at the same exact time. I still they're they're coming from the same place. So at least like the verbi, the 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 familiarity, they've they've had conversations before, which is reported. That's out there. Like I said, Mac Jones helped Bill O'Brien come in. Um, but yeah, crazy, right? How all this it's it, it's like one of those it, it's it's like when you play the uh when you play the 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 whisper game in school where you like whisper something yes. in someone's ear. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it it turned into it, it went from Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones almost overlapped, or like you know, they had like whatever to Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones won a billion games together. And it's like, wait, I don't think they did. But still, it the, the, the that to me is just kind of a minor detail. Your overall point, Al, a thousand percent correct. Bill O'Brien and is I, the guy. I came in with another misconception as well. Bill O'Brien wasn't the offensive coordinator for the Patriots until 2011. And then that right. was his only year. Yeah, Probably he was like year, the quarterbacks coach, wide receiver coach, and then offensive assistant when we went undefeated. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I guess like in those years too, because because that, that's another thing that I that that I checked on too, because I was like, what the hell? Like he's he only had the title for a year. I guess he and still we lost to the Super Bowl that year. He's but. still yeah he he still was involved with the offense though in a good amount of those years. It's one of those Patriots things where they only were like they give you the title for one year. Yeah, just, just like Steve Belichick. He'll never be the defensive coordinator. But yeah. as we all know, for the last few years, Steve Belichick has been a crucial cog in the wheel of the Patriots defense. So, yeah, it, 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 isn't it isn't it crazy how these things, how yeah. like it, it, we all, but, but at the end of the day, though, like I said, the point is still a thousand percent truthful and valid in my eyes, where Bill O'Brien is the guy. You can see him and Mac Jones meshing well because, I mean, shit, Bill O'Brien goes to coach somewhere where Mac Jones played call, like, like you can't, you can't, like you can't manufacture that sort of chemistry that's bound to be there. So yeah, what's that saying? It's like a, a lie told enough times with enough conviction becomes the truth. Yeah. Yep. Something oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, but yeah, I. It should be Bill O'Brien. I saw that Tommy Curran thing too. I obviously couldn't see the tweet because you know blocked, but I did see it from someone else retweeted the the, the link, so I clicked it and everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't it it almost the fact that it's out there so much that his name is out there so much is that a red flag to you guys? Do you guys think that it's out there so much where it's it's not going to happen? You know, almost like the Larry Fitzgerald was tied to the Patriots so many offseasons. Oh, but I it was it, almost like uh, everybody thinks it's going to happen but then he would sign another two-year deal or a one-year deal with the car or something like that. Like do you think it's actually going to not not do you want it to not what like just do you think that this will happen i do just 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 for the record that's my thing i do i mean i think it will happen but the question is is bill belichick going to be willing to let o'brien have the autonomy of the whole offense that's the whole thing because if bill belichick says you're the OC, but you got to go everything through me. O'Brien's going to be like, Wait, like I don't want to do that. Like, like piss off. Like I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. How do you know though? Because because O'Brien, I think, is going to be in a position where he's done this before. Mm-hmm. He knows that Belichick knows exactly what he's capable of because they've worked together for several seasons. So it's like, okay, you know what you're getting here. There's going to be some wrinkles thrown in, but basically, Bill O'Brien's going to say, you know that I know what I'm doing. So just let me do it and we'll get on the same page and then we'll go to, we'll win games. I think they'll do it. I think they will because, because Bill O'Brien 
is a Patriots guy. He's coming from the Bill Belichick thing. And also, if you want to look macro, big view to it, Belichick might be looking at his next five years as the final five years. He's like, you know what? I want to leave the Patriots with something good. So I'm going to start letting other coaches take a little bit more uh, a little bit more autonomy of, you know, whatever their title is. You know, I'm going to let Gerard Mayo be assistant head coach or assistant coach, which we'll dive into as well. I'm going to let, you know, uh, Joe Judge really take over the special teams, which God given, hopefully he does. I'm going to let, you know, Bill O'Brien come in and kind of start to form and make his own thing. Like, you know, Belichick as the coach still going to have some say in there, but right. I mean, I can I can see him not stepping back, but just kind of stepping aside to make room for Bill O'Brien to stand next to him on the podium of Patriots coaches. So, yeah, I think I think that Belichick will do it because I don't think he has this. He has as big of an ego as some people think he does. So I think he'll be I think he'll be down for it. Yeah, I have no answer on the subject. Normally with stuff like this, I look to the past and I so. I will not have a definite answer until maybe the next show or when the next time this topic comes up, I'll, I'll do some hard research and like a, a time that like a coach was tied to the Patriots and see what happened there. Look up any instance. Maybe it happened a couple of times. Maybe it only happened once. And that's what I usually go by is mm-hmm. uh, history repeats itself. So I have no answer right now. Honestly, I think it'd be cool. And like you said, cause he was here before just throwing out an idea. I think it's more likely than not, but Again, the Patriots are the most unpredictable organization in the world. Like, especially you, now, if if they let all that shit fly out, they very well could do the polar opposite and just be like, oh, yep. psych. But like, you know, I don't know. So I truly have no idea. I think that we are all in agreement, though. Matt Patricia should stay on in some form or fashion, because I, yes, I don't know if 100%. it was that same article, Al, but I think. No, it was Scott Zolak, I guess. Yeah, has I was going to bring that up next. Where, okay, yeah, where I, I'll I'll throw the one thing and then, I because I don't have it in front of me or I don't have all the things, but I know that yeah. he said, he heard that Matt Patricia was kind of going to assume the role he had two years ago when he first came over, where it was kind of like a front office type of a thing. Right. Uh, still involved in the offensive line, which, I mean, you know, do with that what you will, but still involved somewhat, but more of an advisor type of a front office type role, which I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just don't, because I thought about this a couple of days ago. You, you got to remember that these people are still people. So like uh-huh. the shit yeah. that we all say about Matt, like the dude came, at the end of the day, the dude came in, tried his thing. It didn't work. It yep. is what it is. I don't think that he should be fired by any means. I think he still no. brings value. I like him. I know that when he came over and I think Liam, we talked about on the, one of the episodes after he got signed or came over where it was like, all of a sudden there was this, there was this weird hatred for him just because of his his Lions yeah. tenure. But it's like when he left, he was like one of the most beloved coaches when he left. You know, he's the dude, yeah. big beard, pencil, backwards hat, wearing, you know, Goodell clown shirts coming off a plane. Like everybody liked him. And then all of a sudden he comes over and it's like, blah, 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 pitchforks. Why is he coming over? So I, I do hope he stays here. Um, But Al, what, what were the other things that were on that Zolak, Zolak list? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. So it was Gerard Mayo is the assistant fo- assistant head coach. We'll talk about so, that in a second. That, that'll yeah. be the next thing. Yep. Yep. And then they didn't say anything about OC, but everything else was, like you said, Mike, Patricia going up into a front office role, take care of the contracts, everything else. Joe Judge is the special teams coach. 
Cam Acord, assistant special teams coach, which uh, just I know you didn't like here. that. I know you didn't like no. that. Yeah, I hated yeah. that. Shouldn't be anywhere yeah. near the organization. Nope. And then Nick Cayley looks like he's going to be out because he's actually interviewing for the Jets offensive coordinator position on Tuesday. Yeah. So hey, I mean, you know, the I like the, it. I like yeah. it. Except for the Acord position, I like everything else. Yeah, I I think uh, and like I said, I feel like we're starting to fall in line, and I think it's just it, I it's it's what. I mentioned last last week where the plan I believe was to have Bill O'Brien here, have Joe Judge do the special teams, have um, Matt Patricia take his his whatever role, and then have Gerard Mayo be the defensive coordinator, then do whatever he's doing this year. But I think it all just got pushed back because Bill O'Brien didn't want to didn't want to and Belichick they didn't want to you know mess with his contract with Alabama because of Saban and Belichick. So. Yeah, yep. I, I like everything on that. Um, Nick Cayley, like I know that he, you know, within, you know, Patriots people in the know, it's like, oh, you know, people want him to be the OC, whatever. I don't know him from a hole in the wall, if we're being honest. So, like, I, I'm sure he's good, which obviously he has been. I'm sure he would be good. But this isn't one of those, you know, which kind of teaser for later on in the episode. We're going to do, um, you know, uh, Patriots that we, that we wish stayed. Nick Haley would not be one of those people. No, right. simply because I I don't know him. Mm. Nothing against him. It's just you are a faceless name to me right now. You might go yep. to the Jets and be really good. Odds are you won't because it's the Jets. And I know that you know oh, they're building something over there. They're, no, they're always they're building something. Fifteen yeah. years, constantly <laughs> building. I don't know. This is like the big dig part two. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I personally love that list. Um, and the the one thing that jumped out to me, which I and I think because the offensive coordinator, I feel like we all have the same thing. We hope it's Bill O'Brien. If it's not, then I mean we'll see. The only thing, uh, what was the guy's name from the Rams, Al, that you said? Uh, Zach Robinson. The only thing I'm thinking that might keep him there is Sean McVay said that he is going to stay in LA, so oh, maybe shit. he well, wants to stay there and run it back. They hired Mike Lafleur as their OC, though. So Mike, oh, they did. The new, yeah, they yeah. So Mike, why did I think that, that, that was in, okay? Uh, oh, then yeah, LA. then okay, okay, yeah. He fuck it, he's out. Um, the <laughs> the big thing though, the big thing, Gerard Mayo. Not only did this press release come out, not only did the Patriots verified Twitter account say Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo. Not only is are are they supposedly close on the deal but gerard mayo is turning down head coaching positions or head coaching yes love it i will say this if gerard mayo comes back not as defensive coordinator if he comes back as assistant head coach he will be the next coach of the patriots in the next five years hands down i I think that is i'm saying it right now i'm putting a limit on it five years i'm doing the the max kellerman brady cliff thing he will yep. be in five years. Gerard Mayo will be the head coach of this team. And I fucking love it. What do you guys think? How wild would that be? Like out of all the Patriots players that played for the organization that I think, gee, could become a part of the Patriots organization. And to no fault of his own, I just wouldn't have assumed Gerard Mayo. And I loved no. him as a player. I had a big number 51 jersey. He was mm-hmm. the man and he retired way too early for me. Yeah. But I don't know, like I, I would have put, you know, minus the stroke, I probably would have put Teddy Bruschi up there. Like there were yep. a ton of Willie McGinnis, like a ton of players that I would have put 
at the linebacker position and overall Patriots players that I would have assumed would become part of the organization above Gerard Mayo. Good for him for creating such an awesome post-playing career like this. And clearly Amazing. the guy wants to be here. Shit like that makes me really happy. Love it. It's it's great. I, I mean, <clears throat> this is a guy that is not only so smart with the way he runs a defense, but it's also a guy that other teams want. Like, it's yeah. very clear. Like, the Broncos wanted to interview him. The Panthers wanted to interview him. The Browns were their defensive coordinator position. I think last year he interviewed for the Broncos head coaching position. Yep. The point yep. I'm making is, is that this is a guy that other franchises see as, this could be the guy that could help us. And Belichick and Kraft, especially Kraft, is smart enough to be like, listen, Josh McDaniels got away from us. Josh McDaniels was supposed to be the guy that was going to mm-hmm. take over for Belichick once he retired. But obviously that didn't happen because now, obviously – McDaniels is in Vegas, but they're thinking to themselves, Bill and Mike, honestly, you're not going to like hearing this, but I think Belichick's only got like three years left in him. Because once he Bull. breaks Shula's record, he might just be like, okay, I'm done with this. And then Mayo steps in. But he anyways. pull a Brady and stay around longer than he should. I don't think I'll so. I'll say that. I, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I think once he hit, gets by Shula's record, I think he's going to want to retire for the six Super Bowls and everything mm-hmm. else. But anyways, going back to Mayo. Yeah, it would be a slam dunk to have Gerard Mayo as your next head coach. A guy that's wanted in the league, a guy that has the respect of everybody in the organization, and a guy that wants to do great things in New England. Have that guy here, and then he can run it the way he saw Belichick run it, and then guess what? Mm -hmm. Playoff appearances and maybe even more Super Bowls. Who knows? It's perfect. This is a guy who was here in like the – he was a crucial part of the second dynasty. For the Patriots, crucial part of it, he he was the one who brought up Dante Hightower, who kind of yeah. let him come in and do that. It, it's just very rarely do you have someone who comes in, plays very well, wins, does what he has to do, retires too early. Liam, like you said, doesn't get in. His name is literally nowhere. He comes in as like an assistant coach or something with the Patriots, yeah. or whatever, doing it. Builds his way up, builds his thing purely. D- consistently a Patriots product. The Patriots drafted him, correct? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. So the Patriots drafted him. He he learned the ropes under Belichick as a player. Now he learned the ropes under Belichick and and little Belichick for, for the defense. It, it is just, it is almost too perfect of a story. I love, the more I think about it, like just hearing you talk about it, Al, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't wait. And then Liam, I because th- I think you said like the fact that he's, he's a, a a defensive minded coach, which up in New England, it's fucking cold. It's miserable. We love defense up here. We yep. love defense up here. This isn't like LA where it's flashy, flashy lights. We want offense. We want, we want, you know, a thousand yards every game, all this. No, no, fuck that. We want to beat you seven to three and just stomp yep. your face in. That puts meat in seats up in New England. Uh Liam, Gerard gotcha. Mayo. What it, it, yes, it was it, it 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 was meant to, but honestly, that is the love I have for Gerard. Man. The more I think oh, about 100%. it, I take it you're in on it. You love him, you love me. Yeah, I, I didn't realize he was on that Super Bowl Seahawks team when Malcolm Butler got the interception. Yep. That was his last year. He retired after that game. I totally thought he never won a chip. He, I just he looked played, it up he now. Played, like, oh. I think he played one more year after. I think he played in 15. 
Because oh, he yeah, went, he did. I went so out on a limb and assumed yeah. that he won one. I did not know for sure. He so I was hoping so, you guys yeah. were going to. So I don't remember him at all in that game. For, for any fans yeah. that have nope. any doubts about Gerard Mayo's like playing career, just listen up for a sec. Super Bowl champion, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2008, a first-team All-Pro in 2010, two-time Pro Bowler in 2010-2012, part of the Pro Football Writers Association All-Rookie Team in 2008, part of the Patriots All-2010s team. So, yep, yeah, this is th- this is a guy you want as yeah. your head coach. And guess he won what? Defensive 100%. Rookie of the Year? 2008. Damn, <laughs> that's awesome! What a stud! I because I knew he was a fucking genius. Man was here. good, man. He was good oh, here when he was. Tr- I, I, it's one of those things where like you read the stats afterwards and you're and then like, you for, you forget about it, but then shit, we hear this guy like, yeah. was good. Yeah, yep. and it's yeah. like, yep. and, and even then, you can still say he left. You can probably assume he left a good amount of meat on the bone for his playing career. Oh, I know, 100%. I know, injuries. I, I believe injuries are kind of what killed his career there. Cause I know yeah. that's kind of when Hightower got the, got the green, got the green dot on this thing. And then that's, that's kind of yeah, what yeah. happened. But yeah, may I didn't because he, he played God. seven years. I think he could have stretched that to 10 and like had a very serviceable 10 years. Yeah. But yeah, no, I instead he that. did the thing. He, he did what you do, you know, go out on top, go out yeah. and not, go out having the people want more don't go out where and I, again i i i i hate to bring his name up because he's playing right now as we speak don't go out like brady where it's like you probably should have went out when you won that super bowl with the bucks because then you're having yeah. like a couple other kind of down years i say down years you're in the playoffs but your team wasn't that good you have a work like it, it's like ah you know go out you know a nice a nice tight little seven-year career do your thing. And now guess what? You might fuck around and be the head coach of the New England Patriots. You guys want to hear a couple more fun things about Gerard Mayo that'll make you even more excited? I will never yep. say no to that. Yes. So in 2008, when he was voted Defensive Player of the Year, out of 50 votes that year, he got 49 of them. So he was almost unanimous. Defensive Rookie of the Year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. To yeah, get yeah no, 100%. Year. But in I 2000, can't believe that he won Rookie of the Year. I forgot. I he and won in 2009... He sprained his MCL in his knee. He was supposed to be out like a month and a half, two months. This guy comes back in week five and still records over a hundred tackles on the season. I remember that part. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember he, that. He was, and then he was a captain in 2010. So he's he's the perfect guy for the, for this for this team in the future. I I love it. You love it. You guys love it. Like oh. I equate him. I don't know if you guys do because I feel like the the middle linebacker position in in New England is is kind of a big thing. it's almost like the safety position in Pittsburgh. It's like, you know, you kind of get big names out there. Gerard Mayo is like the new age Teddy Bruschi to me, where it's like, he never did anything like, you know, he wasn't like Jamie Collins jumping over centers. He wasn't, uh, I mean, even if you want to go to, he wasn't like, um, even this year, Mac Wilson was quick running sideline to sideline. Not that Mac Wilson is anywhere near the level of Gerard Mayo or anything, but it's like there were never these like giant things that he would do. You know, he wasn't the Ray Lewis, the intimidating, whatever. He was just a good fucking player. He, he was. was just there. He was solid. You could rely on him. Very few missed tackles. Like just very, he just, if he's there, it's like, okay, no, you're you're good. Like, you know, things might be going shitty, but, you know, at least we got Mayo in there to kind of hold things together. Kind of like McCordy in the secondary, where it's like, 
Gerard Mayo, I would put him up there with kind of your your um, quintessential Patriots. I would put him up there with the Edelmans and the McCordys and the Slaters and the Brewskies and, you know, people like that. Yes. Man, yeah. that defense was nasty. Him and Brandon Spikes locking up the middle is one of the grossest combos I've ever Brandon seen. Brandon Spikes maybe will make an appearance later in the episode. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe Could he be. won't. He did go maybe to the not on my list. Bastard. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, do you guys think if he comes back as defensive coordinator, does that change anything for you guys? Do you, do you think that he will still be the head coach at some point? Do you think I, I I just want him back either way. I think even if he comes back as the DC, I think that he'll still kind of start to slowly take over some roles. And if he's going to be the next Patriots head coach, I don't care in what form he comes back. I just want him in the room. If he does become the Patriots uh, assistant head coach, are you guys worried about the defense? Not at all. Absolutely okay. not. Okay, good. Cause you still got Stevie B down there. So, and yeah. I think that, I think that <clears throat> Steve Belichick will be with this team for the next 20 years. And the thing, and the thing about with Steve Belichick, right? He, here's the main difference between Mayo and, and Stevie. Mayo and Stevie both know the defense very well. The only difference is Mayo can explain it to the players much better than yep. Stevie can. Stevie can make the calls on Sundays, yep. but he can't relate it to the guys in the room. That's where Mayo is the better coach than Stevie yep. in that aspect. Yeah, but you, when you have them together, you can still make a very, very good defense, and you saw that this year. Clearly, yeah, clearly. I mean, the the Patriots' defense was wasted this year on an offense that was trying to drive a car with three fucking wheels. So, um, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, um, I agree. So, I hope, I hope maybe by the time we have we record next week, there's some sort of movement on either Mayo or an offensive coordinator. I would, um. I would like that. It would make it would make the episode good. Um, Liam, you have anything else to say on Mayo before we jump to this next quick topic? I'm with you, Mike. I don't care if he comes back as the ball boy. Like anything he does, anything. He, he will climb the ladder. He will be successful. I'm not worried about it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he'll be by, he'll be back. By the way, uh, quick uh, NFL playoff update: the Dallas Cowboys you are look. seven nothing on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Dak Prescott to. Dalton Schultz. Liam, I want to ask you. Liam, I got to ask you. Then, Al, I have a bone to pick with you. Um, Liam, who do you want to win right now? Just a quick question. The Tampa Bay Bucks, led by Tom Brady, the devil himself? Or do you want the Cowboys, your (laughs) enemy, because you're a Closet Eagles fan? Who do you – not even Closet. You're out of the Closet. Yeah. Who, if you had to pick, sir, who are you picking? Cowboys or Bucks? Is there an option for a meteor striking the field and no, wiping out with it? No, Everyone within a hundred like, no, mile no, perimeter. You gotta pick one, win or loss. Well, then and it fucking kills me to say it. It say truly it. hurts in my heart of heart oh, for shit. me to say. Let's go, Bucks, baby. Oh no, <laughs> you fire me boy. up. You dumb Tom boy. Brady, I trust. We're looking for a third co-host because Liam's out. Oh. <laughs> Tom Brady, I trust. Oh, give me God. one more. Give me one more TB12 oh, vintage performance no. to go out there and show them boys what's good. Because oh, I cannot. No. I to, will to, not. To then get slapped by the 49ers I, last week. Okay, cool. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, he can go on in next week. I don't care about next week. I want him to lose next week. This you week, heathen. I I am Tom Brady's number one fan. I bet listen, on him. 
Listen, like, you're, 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 four touchdowns. Your favorite uh, team, Liam, your, your favorite team in the whole NFL has to deal with a Giants team anyway that's looking pretty good right now. No, they're so. not. I'm sorry. Swept the Giants. Not worried about it. We might have to talk after the show about that game. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna we be We might a never block. talk after the show if this is the route yeah. that we're going down. Where you're rooting you. for the Eagles and Tom Brady? Tom Brady, <laughs> baby. And <laughs> what we're give me, Al, do give you me know one anybody, more redeemed Do you know anybody who we could who we could kidnap for an hour, an hour and a half in a week to potentially to potentially be our third co-host to Tuck Rule Takes? Because I think Liam is on his last legs here. Not that I, 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 I have on, to baby. say, but I, this is a democracy if we get two out of three votes. So Al, sidebar, we'll talk after the episode. Yeah. Give um, me the goat. Tom you, Brady in the house. You are a son of a bitch. Um, TB12. He should just be from TB12. TB12. Uh, Come on, say it with me. That's boy. something that he really reminds me of someone that would be from just Philly scum trash. He reminds <laughs> you, you, you. That's fine. You're smitten because he left the team. I, am I not get it. Smitten. Uh, yeah. You're sullied, I, is what you are. You are. You, I am sullied. Do not use yes. my last name against me. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, you, <laughs> can I be? Oh, fine. if I could mute that's fine. you. You, you I, can. I, you have I, control. You can. But I will not. I would cheer on Eli Manning before I cheer on the Cowboys. I would. That's that's oh, where okay. the Cowboys. Okay. That's where now, that's where I absolutely now, refuse. I, you know what? Since I'm already worked up, since I'm already yes. worked up, yes. Al, we're gonna we're gonna you actually continue to feed in to your hatred of Mac Jones. Of course, and so currently, as we speak, as we speak, the New England Patriots, assuming. Lamar Jackson leaves the Baltimore Ravens. And, and just letting everybody know, after this, we are getting into the top five Patriots that we wish stayed. Um, we'll kind of run through it. Some will be a little quicker. Some will be a little slower, whatever. But so so that'll be fun. We're going to be doing these lists every week, pretty much, try to find different things like that. But Al, back to you. Yes. Benedict Arnold. Um, do <laughs> the Patriots right now, like I said, are the betting favorites to land Lamar Jackson if he leaves the Baltimore Ravens? Right. Said in the group chat, we were going to talk about this. No one really voiced their opinions, which I liked, which kind of sucks because we kind of have to stop conversations before we say too much. Um, but Al. Yes. I need you to explain yourself, sir. So you okay. you would you would you would want Lamar Jackson here. And I don't know what contract you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking about I, anything like that. All I saw was that on Twitter that you were down with Lamar Jackson coming here and assuming he would take over for our boy or Liam and I's boy, Mac Jones. Uh, Al, explain yourself, sir. Very you have, ambitious. Okay. You have a little bit of time while I look up some Lamar Jackson things to destroy your point, please. Okay, so <laughs> so I quote tweeted someone by the name of, am I, are we allowed, we're allowed to say names on this podcast, right? Oh, buddy. We will name drop all over the place. Okay, you so Jared's Galley. So Jared's we'll name Galley. drop people it, that just bought me I, a couple weeks ago because it was his birthday. We'll do whatever uh, you no, want to do. No, no, listen, no, I'm not, I'm not addressing that. You know, no, that. No, that, go, that's go, go, go. that's that's I your problem. You. Uh, Jared's Galley, <laughs> former Couch Guy Sports <laughs> Vice President and yes. a good friend of mine. I love Jared, and he came out and said he's a friend of a friend. By the way, I have a friend up in 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 two. So we'll we'll talk after. But I know people that know him. Good people. <laughs> I thought very good. Very good. I thought love Jared. One of my favorite people to talk with. Uh, get Lamar Jackson to the hashtag Patriots the if he truly wants out. If not, roll with Mac. I can get Jared on the podcast, actually. that That's very easy because his kid goes to bed at eight o'clock. So we can do that very easily. I quote tweeted it and said the following. 
Now, this is something I could get behind. Get Lamar, and you have a dynamic playmaker at quarterback. Roll with Mac, and you have a guy that has been around and can, in parentheses, hopefully, make a jump in year three, hashtag forever New England. Now, what the tweet says is that if you do get Lamar, yes, you do get a dynamic quarterback, and a quarterback that, yes, I know we had Cam Newton in 2020, but can do it better than Cam Newton did in 2020. Don't give me that side eye. You know it's true, Liam McDade. Now why here's you the thing. Bring up why better than Cam Newton yes. doesn't exist. Uh, there has never one on been Liam's better list. Than Cam Newton. You know why, Mike? Because, Besides Mike Vance, because, because Because well, Liam lives in what's called Liam Land, where everything is sunshine and rainbows. Michael Vick is his president, and yeah, Nelson right. Aguilar is the mayor. So guess Fucking what? Radiant. We're not gonna we're not gonna live in that world anymore. You're missing okay, out. Glad, your I'm world glad, sucks. Glad I got right. you on that. My world. Okay. <clears throat> but Lamar Jackson, listen, if you can get Lamar Jackson in here, he's a guy that Belichick loved in the 2018 draft before the Ravens took him. And I truly think that if Belichick had it his way, they would have taken Lamar Jackson. Jackson would have been the backup in 2018, and then 2019 would have taken over. For the Patriots, and he would be the quarterback right now for the New England Patriots instead of Mac Jones. Now, if you don't get Lamar Jackson and you want to stick with Mac, I'm good with that too. Because guess what? He's been around for two years. He knows the offense. Are you he, good with that? I am good with it. <laughs> I'm very good with it because you know he can throw the ball. You know he can break down a defense. He's very smart. So either way, you're getting a good quarterback and you're getting different skill sets, right? Lamar Jackson's more of the rushing type of quarterback. He can create plays with his feet and he can rush for, you know, large gains and everything and still throw the ball when he needs to. And with Mac, you have more of the traditional pocket passer, a guy that can move around in the pocket, a guy that when you give him time can make good decisions, make good throws. So give me either one of those guys. I'm good with Lamar Jackson being a Patriot in 2023, or I'm good with Mac. Who do I think is going to be the quarterback? It's going to be Mac Jones in 2023. But it's Thank fun you. to picture and it's fun to visualize Lamar potentially being a Patriot. Why are we supporting delusion? First of all, Lamar Jackson is never going to be the Patriots quarterback. Never. Why would ever, it be delusional ever, when never, BetOnline.ag never. is saying that the Patriots are the favorite to get him if he leaves? Uh, How is that? Did you, did you see to, the uh, other names on that list? The 49ers yes, were the, the Jet, fifth favorite to Jets get him. need a quarterback. Raiders need a quarterback. 49ers, I know they like Brock Purdy. 49ers but guess what? don't they need can a quarterback. quarterback. The Falcons need a quarterback. The 49ers have three quarterbacks. The 49ers have three. The 49ers have three quarterbacks, and it seems like they want none of them. Have you guys like I know, seen that? I know. For what me, is it going seems on? like they want none of them. They, <laughs> they have they, Trey Lance, Jimmy. They G, wanted and Trey Brady. Lance, and the motherfucker broke his leg. Yeah, and get, yeah, but, but, but it, it took them forever to give him playing time. They're doing this will they won't they thing with Jimmy G, which impacts. No, they Trey did Lance. the smart and thing Brock, with Trey Lance. You sit him for seemed, a year. You sit him for like a year. Yeah, but then year. they had the weird, the weird, the weird. We're gonna bring him in sometimes. They got rid of Jimmy G. Or no, re- yeah, no, no. Jimmy, agent, G, so Jimmy, G to Jimmy G to New England. I'd like that. I like Jimmy G, but not over Mac Jones. No, yeah, and no. Let's, I love let's, Mac Jones. So. Proceed. I'm sorry. Let's, keep going. Let's out. put the nail I mean, in this Lamar Jackson coffin here. Oh, I got nails. Why would we try and get Lamar Jackson when we had the better version of him and Cam Newton? Okay, <laughs> so Cam Newton can't throw the ball. Okay, so, so where hold is on. Cam Newton? What's he doing right no, now? No, no, no. Other than no, a no. podcast, unemployed. All right, here we go. Lamar Jackson's fun. He's a lot of. He is the Very most entertaining. Shut up. He's the most entertaining player to watch in the league currently, besides maybe Patrick Mahomes. 
-hmm. but realistically, he is a short-term, if I were to bet, he is a short-term movie. Like he, this isn't a Godfather movie where it goes on for three hours. This is like a, an 88 minute action packed complete it's like a james bond movie where you leave and you're, you're sweaty and you're like oh that was an experience mm-hmm. that's what my lamar jackson is i almost said michael fick lamar, jackson, lamar jackson is a fast and the furious movie yes where it's it's not really that it's not that great but like it gets the job done, and you don't know yeah. why it got the job done but like it gets you the job it, done so much that there's that eight it has of those time movies frame. exactly yeah. but you know that eventually it's going to end sooner because there's yeah. just the life expectancy isn't there. I got you. I and, understand. And hundred percent, like the last two seasons for Lamar have been tough. Like he started out incredible this year, carried my fantasy team, and then destroyed my fantasy team because at the end he just couldn't couldn't hold up. Will will that be the pattern for the rest of his career? Could be. It couldn't be. But at some point he's going to have to be kind of a one trick pony, and it'll be a throwing show, and it'll be fun. He's got a great arm. And he'll he'll do fine for the rest of his career. If he never ran again, he would still be probably the 14th to 13th best quarterback in the league. But that's not what the Patriots need, not what the Patriots want. That's not the system that we're trying to run. We want somebody like Patrick Mahomes who runs out of necessity but is looking to throw the ball downfield. We want Mac Jones who's looking to make the safe plays more than, you know. And with Cam Newton, everything was – with him, he was trying to make it a touchdown, and it didn't work out. Lamar Jackson's the same way. Each play, Lamar wants to take it to the house. He's not much of a run-out-of-bounds guy. He's going to put the ball in harm's way more often than not because he wants excitement. That's the kind of player he is, the kind of player he's always been. Just doesn't work for me. I don't think Lamar is as safe of a bet long-term as Mac Jones either. He'll be a lot better for many years, but he won't be more consistent. So with, with Lamar Jackson, I – Agree with you, Liam. And Al, Lamar Jackson is far more dynamic than Mac Jones. I don't think there's any argument there. I think that Lamar Jackson, his play, strictly playmaking ability, just on any play that he can, you know, take it to the, or, you know, he can make some crazy play, obviously is more than Mac Jones. We know that we're not breaking new ground with that. Right. I, I, I have a couple issues with, with Lamar Jackson. Al, again, this is why I love that you're here because Liam and I, this this would not be as interesting a conversation because we would say the same type of things, just different ways. Al, yeah. you are here. You are the resident, you know, MJ, Mac Jones, hater. So it's it's good for us that you're here. Um, Lamar <laughs> Jackson, great player. I don't yeah. think he's a great player quarterback the issue i have with lamar jackson and this probably comes from my bias kind of looking at just strictly run first type quarterbacks there is a very short shelf life on them you know because lamar jackson is not built like cam newton he's not even built like josh allen who you know josh and, and, and i don't he's he he's it's just lamar jackson is great but i think that he is more of an elongated flash in the pan which yeah. if, if if the Patriots did get him, you you sign him for how how many years do you think that he would want to sign? If you guys five. would say. Yeah, I was gonna say five he's, years. What, okay, he's cool. what, 25 years old? Something like that? Okay. Okay, cool. So like a five year so, deal. So you would think like a five year deal, maybe six if he wants to push it, whatever, but we'll go with five. So you think you sign with a five year deal. In those five years, how many seasons do you think he is going to play a full season? I don't think he will play moving forward. I don't think he plays any year. 
with a full season. The last two years he hasn't, as we know, you know, last year he had some injuries this year, obviously the injury is very big. It's one of those things where is he not coming back because of the contract or the injury who knows, but either way he has said it's the injury. People are saying he's limping around the, around the facility. So it is what it is. Um, I, I just, I would rather take the guy who kind of fits your offense a little bit more because with Lamar Jackson, what do you think happens to Ramondre Stevenson? If, 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 if Lamar Jackson, probably loses what do you touches. think, what do you think happens with pretty much any everybody? Good, not any being, good wide receiver you want, they, their targets have, get cut in half. You will have Hunter Henry who will take the Mark Andrews type role. Or or Johnny Smith. I mean, what will whichever one of them ends up staying, and then you'll have what Devonte Parker will probably kind of take over that you know deep chuck it down role. Then maybe one more receiver will get a little bit of something. I don't think he fits the team. I think if you bring him in, you have to, you have to completely. God, we're talking about a new offensive coordinator. You need a whole new offensive system everything everything needs to be different um and in in in, but even that that's more of your more systemic like that's an easy cop-out answer i don't like lamar jackson as a quarterback i'll say it i i i think he's a great player yeah i don't think that he's a quarterback that you can build your team around for years and years and years to come i know he won the mvp I know that he makes game winning plays. I also know that he makes game losing plays. I also know yeah. that he's not a great and I fucking hate saying this. I also hate that I know he's not a great thrower of the football. Yeah. But he, he I think he is a great a thrower arm. of the football. He you still and me has a good are saying arm. the same things with slightly different. I think that, he is a good quarterback. You saying, don't think he's a good not, quarterback. Yeah. But either way, we think in a five year contract period with the Patriots where he is getting a absurd sum of money it wouldn't be worth it in the long run because you know you don't think he's going to play any healthy seasons in five years i think he'd play three but i think there would be very injured seasons in between those three years that would completely fuck with the team's chemistry one year two of those years we'd have to use a backup quarterback and it would just be ugly it's not no one would sign patrick mahomes if to his 10-year deal if they were worried about his health. Yeah. Because then, you know, you're probably getting five of those years without him playing healthy. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. Now, I I let my mind creep into the, what if Lamar Jackson did get to the Patriots? And I was like, holy shit. This would look good. This would, would look be fun, fun sometimes. You'd be excited you for a see, second. Can you see Lamar Jackson? Okay. You know, a little, you know, a fake, a fake to Stevenson. Defense comes in. He runs. Like, I... I would like to, it, it, it would be cool to see, but it'd be one of those things where I wish that it would almost be more of a dream sequence where I'd see it happen, but then I'd wake up and be like, oh no, Mac Jones is still the starter because yeah. I am still as high as I've ever been on Mac Jones. And, and again, it's going to depend on the offensive, like all the stuff that happens, but I still very much think where Al, you said in your tweet that, you know, you're kind of hopefully Mac Jones makes the third year jump, which we're all saying, hopefully he can just my hopefully is more of a, kind of assumed thing where i'm assuming he's going to make that you're if you're ex- doesn't, you're expecting it more i'm more i'm more exactly which is exactly fair. yeah, yeah, yeah fair. which is fine and, and you know because honestly it, it it's not i kind of think now i mean deep down like if i'm sitting with myself in a room am i kind of cautious on it maybe but that's not fun to talk about i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take one one hard stance side and I do pretty much believe that anyway mac jones i believe he will take the step uh bill o'brien comes in Maybe Cliff Kingsbury comes back to Thailand. He comes in as well, but it's it's just the 
Lamar Jackson thing, he he is your offense. And then you have all these other players around them. I don't like, like even even a player like Jacoby Myers, like would he want to play with Lamar Jackson? I don't know. Uh, Devontae Parker, I'm sure he would because he'd be the deep threat that uh, Lamar would chuck it up to. Uh, even Tyquan Thornton, maybe a little bit. Um, but like I said, Hunter Henry would be happy probably, but John New Smith wouldn't. The running backs would be miserable um, because, you know, Stevenson right now is getting a, a ton of carries. And it's just, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how it would look. I just, it, it might just be from what we've been conditioned to see for the last 22, 23 years. I, am, I would just prefer more of your cerebral, passer that's going to pick apart the defense a little bit more than your guy who's big 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 playmaker but like i've i've seen that on other teams where like i've seen ravens games where it's like lamar jackson isn't making these crazy throws he's just outrunning everybody guess what happens though when your physical skills start when your physical skills start to dwindle you turn into russell wilson who sucks now yeah you're turning to you know those running quarterbacks who they use that even, and we can even say Patrick Mahomes a little bit, where you can see his physical skills are very, very, very slowly starting to go down. But he yeah. is kind of starting to to read defenses a little bit more. Liam, you're gonna hate when I say it. Cam Newton, his physical skills went down. He sucks. Like let's just call it what. So so you know what I mean. I'd rather take the guy who can have your twelve to fifteen year career as opposed to the guy that's gonna give you five years of some really fun, you know, deep playoff runs, maybe even a Super Bowl in there. But I'd rather take the guy that's going to give you 12 to 15 years of consistent AFC championship, maybe Super Bowl, probably a few Super Bowl wins. That's just my way of looking at it. Um, would yeah. I would I stop watching the Patriots if Lamar Jackson came over? God, no. I'd still, I would, you know. In fact, I it would mean, probably be more entertaining for Patriots fans for that first year, for maybe sure. the first two years. For sure it yeah. would be. For sure it yeah. would be. And, and I equate it to the same thing where I wrote when I still had, uh, before I was with Couch Guy, before I was writing with anybody, I had Sully's Thoughts. Blog. I wrote an article about Antonio Brown. Fucking hate him. You suck, blah, blah, blah. Two yeah. days later, the Patriots signed Antonio Brown. And I was oh. like, well, shit. So, like, <laughs> this is awkward. I don't even hate Lamar. It's nothing like that. It's just I would prefer a different type of quarterback. So, um, but Al, this is why we have you here to give mm-hmm. these thoughts. Because we need people like you on here to kind of throw throw some things in the in the in the mix. So I appreciate your tweet, even though you know I, I don't I don't like that you you know you're a, you're a hate peddler for our guy mm-hmm. um, for Mac Ten. You are, but you know, just have a lot of hate in my heart for Alabama quarterbacks. It is what it is. You know? Him, I, I mean, do too. Though I, I also hate Alabama with all my heart. Yeah, you do. I know. Yeah, but see, see, it gets weird when you start to hate Jacoby Myers and all that stuff too. So um, very true. But, uh, but yeah, that I, I just want to bring that up before we get into our other thing. Uh, you, you guys have anything else to say about the Lamar Jackson, no. Lamar Jackson stuff? No, no it's still Update by the way, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drive down the field, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers throw an interception in the end no, zone. Let's and, go! and fuck you, the, Liam, and fuck you, Tom Brady. Can you tell me who he was targeting anyway? I may I or may not think I, I saw it quick. I want to say maybe Mike Evans, but he wasn't. I don't know if the route was not run correctly or whatever. But right Even now, Mike Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys have 10 minutes left. They're up 6 nothing, and they're at uh, their own 47-yard line on third down right now. So maybe they'll this uh, is what we love to see. Field goal. This 6 is what nothing we love Cowboys to see. right now, by the way. 
Just uh, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin showed up to the stadium in a Dwayne Wade jersey. So that I was pretty cool. I immediately put 150 bucks on him to score a touchdown. So we'll say. <laughs> Chris Godwin is good. I don't know what happened to him. He just kind of started to. I, I know injuries. Well, that's what happens when you have a giant word I can't say on the podcast as a quarterback. But yeah, go Tom Brady. Giant dummy. A giant dummy. As your quarterback. Um, okay, Bo- boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump into our first little list of uh Tuck Rule Takes off season. We got a bunch of them. Liam in particular has a bunch of them that we can jump into, but the first one we decided to do. Um, the Patriots that we wish stayed on the team. Um, really any year, we didn't really put a time limit on it, but you know, obviously we're all around the same age. I am the elder statesman of the group. Um, so, you know, my, you know, knowledge, you guys should look to me for advice and all that stuff, but, (laughs) Uh, um, naturally, but yeah, so, so we did just kind of, you know, in, in our football watching lifetime, just kind of people we know, whatever. Um, I will start the list off, um, just since I I don't know, I'm, I'm the one talking right now. Um, we're going to start with number five. My number five is kind of a timely one, a little bit off kilter. My Patriot that I wish had stayed, Bill O'Brien. Oh shit! Yeah, I went. I went a little out of the box, guys. I had my list. You care that deeply about Bill O'Brien? So I had someone else here, um, but I I bumped them off. Maybe at the end we'll do honorable mentions real quick. Bill O'Brien, because I have a huge list. If if he stays, I don't think this issue that we have right now with the offense is going on. I don't know what it looks like or anything like that. I don't know, but there's so many things that change. Josh McDaniels might not come back. Uh, Maybe does Tom Brady leave earlier? Does he stay? There's so many things, things that could have happened. Um, But Bill O'Brien staying though. um, I think that that would have benefited the team overall because you would have had more consistency than, you know, McDaniels jumping out, coming in, leaving all that stuff. So Bill O'Brien is my number five. I decided to go out of the box. Um, which Damn. one do you guys want to go next? That was out of the box. As yeah, fuck. right. Good yeah, I you. figured, you know, I fi- because honestly, I like I said, I had a couple of people there, but I was like, you know what? I yeah. want to try to pick someone I don't think anyone else is going to pick because I think almost every other person will probably get picked or at least be mentioned by you guys. So Bill O'Brien is my guy. He is the only coach on my list. So I don't think I'm going to start naming fucking, okay. you know, Romeo Cornell and all the Charlie White. I did love shit. Romeo Cornell. Uh, oh, yeah, everybody did. too, but I digress. Everybody did. Everybody did. All right, I'll, I'll throw out a name. Hopefully, I'm going to try and stump you guys with this one. Hope that you didn't get it. It should be, once I say it, maybe not glaringly obvious. Maybe I'm speaking with a little bit of bias, a little bit of love here. Maybe I thought he could have been more than he actually would have been if he stayed with the team, but I really fucking liked him, and he came up pretty big for the Pats. I'm going to go with the man out of Georgia, the place I just was, Malcolm Mitchell. Wow. I really liked Malcolm Mitchell and his Super Bowl. Yeah, son of a bitch. (laughs) Did you have him too? We'll we'll get to that. Keep going. Okay, all right. Great pick, Great His Super Bowl won me over entirely. Honestly, the play that won me over was that long 49ers (laughs) touchdown where Tom Brady threads it between two defenders and Malcolm Mitchell takes it to the house. One of the last games of the season. I still can't understand that play every time I see it. Yeah, I see it and I'm like, literally makes no sense. How how does the ball get to him? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so absurd. And his stats are very underwhelming. Now, apparently he's a poet and a jazz musician. So good for him. He's big balling after his career. He had some issues. He had some, some mental issues. Yep. 
Yeah, and I guess the leg injury issues as well, but truly perfect body for a wide receiver. 6'1", 200 pounds flat. Guy can move. He had great hands, great footwork. Loved him. I And like I said, maybe I thought he'd be a little bigger than he was if he stayed with the Patriots, but in my eyes, I saw him as like a Brandon LaFell, like as his ceiling. And that's a pretty fucking good receiver. I mean, yeah. I get I, I his uh, you are just such Gotti. a fucker. Got so, yeah, him. He had in, See, this is in, why we need Al. Me and Mike are way too similar. In, in that Super Bowl, <laughs> huh, Mike? I wonder why you have his stats pulled up. In that Super Bowl, <laughs> he had he had six catches for 70 yards. And in, in, I believe, was it fourth quarter? I think it was overtime, though, where he had like two or yeah. three. He had that comeback. Uh yeah, the comeback on the left sideline. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we all know. Every Patriots yeah. fan knows Malcolm Mitchell. Liam, <laughs> fucking tremendous. Damn pick, right. Tremendous I try, I pick. He try. had that big ass elbow brace on his left arm or his right arm. Yeah, he looked arm. ridiculous. Um, Malcolm Mitchell might have been the one to break the curse of Belichick drafting receivers. Great Might've. pick, Liam. You you son of a bitch. Uh Al, you go next. So I'm also gonna go the route of receivers. It's a guy that we knew and loved. And a guy that I wish finished his career as a Patriot. I'm going with Randy Moss. Ooh. Oh. Give, give me Randy he, Moss. He was going to be my number five before Bill O'Brien, <laughs> just to let one. you know. Fair, Great but listen, I, I mean, I, I don't think it has to really be said much more, right? I mean, Randy Moss, a guy that came here in a trade. People forget he came in a trade from the Raiders. Lopsided trade at that. Absolutely. And uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Belichick, for making that move. Because I truly think if he was a part of that 2011 offense, I think they would have found a way to win that Super Bowl. And then Randy would have gotten the ring he deserved. So uh, that, uh, oh my goodness. Ooh, I got honorable that, mentions. I'm sorry. That, I uh, keep going. You got to yeah. think though, he fell off in 2013. Like that was his last year when he was with the 49ers. He was serviceable, not good. I think he had like two touchdowns that season. But even so, he still would. It still would have been so much fun. He's to still see a different maker. Yeah, Randy. It's Randy Moss. Yeah, uh, yeah. And by the way, uh, 12 nothing Cowboys, another touchdown. Tell me if they kick a field goal or go for two, because what's with all these teams missing their their? They their... Mi- they missed another extra point too. God, they're awful. Twelve nothing. This, this <laughs> screams Tom Brady comeback. This is the uh, lucky uh, shit that happened. Yeah, all right, number five for me. Great pick, Randy Moss. Great pick, Al. Um, so Yo. me next, number four. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change my pick. Number four was Malcolm Mitchell to me. Okay. You heard everybody say it, Malcolm Mitchell. I think it just can. Uh, I could just see him kind of progressing to be, I don't know what type of receiver he would have turned into. I can't even think of like a, maybe in, I I, I can't even think of what he, you know, a, a, a pro to say he might've turned into, but just Malcolm Mitchell would have been awesome. You feel bad for him because he did have injuries. He had some mental health stuff. And like you said, though, now he's writing children, like he's, he's doing his thing now. So Malcolm Mitchell is my number four, nothing else crazy. Nothing else needs to be said about him. If you are a Patriots fan, you know the name Malcolm Mitchell. That's that's all I can say, which is crazy because he really had one good game. It happened to be the greatest the comeback game. in Super Bowl history. But yeah, that's that's my number four. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to change it out of respect to this list and just Malcolm Mitchell himself. So Liam, number four to you, sir. All right. So I mean, I'm just going to preface here by saying, uh. Four of my five on this list are receivers. So this is another receiver coming Good. up. Good. Okay. All receivers, and mostly just because they have a special place in my heart. 
it took everything in my willpower not to put this guy at number one. Truly, I love this man. Love him. I would commit acts of terrorism for this man Adam to the drop of a hat. I love him. I'm ready. To only play for the Patriots for one year is truly one of the greatest disservices of all of life to me. This is up there with the Holocaust as one of the biggest injustices in the world that this guy was not on the Patriots for longer than a year. And he had so much swag, just so much swag, too much swag for the Patriots. In fact, his off the field issues with the reason he did not get re-signed. He got cut after his one season. Any guesses before I throw this out there? Cause it looks uh, like Mike's racking his brain. I know who it is. I can't okay. So, the first person I thought was Chad Ochocinco. And I was like, no, okay, no. that doesn't. That's that why I thought. Okay. Up. That's why I thought too. Nope. But the same number. Brandon Lloyd. Oh, wow. ah, the picture, I the catch. Love, yes, that's him. I love <laughs> yeah. Brandon Lloyd. And like his stats oh, were pretty good a, too. What a guy. 911 yards and four put touchdowns. He's just 100% put him on the list because I fucking adore, adore him. Oh, but he was one guy. of those guys that just yeah. screamed Patriots receiver. I can picture all of his touchdowns in my mind. Oh. He. The best hands I've ever seen could catch a brick thrown off a skyscraper. This guy had immaculate hands. He was just perfect for Tom Brady. He was one of the many stop gaps at the number two wide receiver. We had Brandon LaFell, as I mentioned. We had him. We had Rich A. Caldwell throughout the years. We had David Patton. There's always a revolving door of other guys. This was one of them. Mm -hmm. Brandon Lloyd, baby. Sign me uh, up. I cannot get enough. I wish pick. he was on the team longer. What a pick. I, I, yep, great pick. Great pick. Al, number four. All right, number four. I'm not going to lie. This pick is just better than Liam's number four. Like, And you guys no, are going to agree with it. And it's oh, absolutely you, not. Absolutely. When I say the name, you're going to be like, yep, it makes I deny sense. that outright. Who is it going to be? Defense, heart and soul of the defense up the middle in that second dynasty, Vince Wilfork. Mm, fucking uh, <clears throat> give me, Give me Vince Wilfork. He's a guy that should have finished his career as a Patriot. He went to the Texans for a year or two, was ridiculous. But just let the stats take you away for a second. Two-time Super Bowl champion, first-team All-Pro 2012, three-time second-team All-Pro in 2007, 10, and 11, five-time Pro Bowler in general, part of the Patriots, All-2000s team, 50th anniversary team, All-2010s team, All-Dynasty team, and part of the Patriots Hall of Fame. Not to mention he won a national championship at Liam and I's Favorite school, the University of Miami. Best believe Vince he did. Uh, Vince Wilfork, oh. number four. <laughs> that is a great end. pick. He also had four uh, four interceptions as a defense. He had that the, the the that one pick, the tip. Yeah, where he just like <laughs> yeah. hits it up in the air and he just like tumbles oh, in. Like, my oh, man. man. Vince Wilfork. He, what, he had some all-time highlights that I will never forget. The uh, Donald Brown tackle where he dropped back in coverage against the Bills. Donald Brown caught it over the middle and got lit up by Vince Wilfork. Killed him. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the picture of him like Ruined this with him. his helmet off with the smoke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, oh, my God. I agree with you, Al. Unfortunately, I will not concede that it's a better pick than Brandon Lloyd, but it's as close as it gets. He really should have finished his career. It's literally all because of his Achilles injury. He oh. tore it against the Falcons, I think, the year before or two years before, and Bill was just... Just like we've seen this before, injuries. I don't play with it. Love you, Vince. Oh, but yeah. he's like, either either retire or you're going to the Texans. And Vince is like, I'll hold on a little longer. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good one. I I think I might side with Al. Vince Wilfork is a great pick. But either he way, is. still Truly, both you guys great picks. 
I can't think of a more fan favorite than Vince Wilfork, though. Like I, I every there. Patriots game I go to, there's still mm-hmm. jerseys of them. Yeah. Back in the 2000s, there were always big Wilfork jerseys. He's just he's a Patriot through and through. He's up there, one of the probably the most top five most beloved Patriots. I mean, just I mean, honestly, yeah. everybody loves the big guy, and he was just yep. big, but he was very good too. So, man Vince can work Wilfork, a grill too. That, exactly. He he's had a great post career too. He hasn't done anything, and he just grills, and everybody loves him. Yeah. Um. Vince Wilfork, great pick. Uh. So number three to me, um, running back, not Jonas Gray. Don't worry, oh, guys. Dude, I was gonna sign up. Uh, be much hilarious. better than Jonas Gray. And I I was Stop hesitant in much. picking him because when he went to the Titans, as a little tease, he did talk a little bit of shit about the Patriots, uh, where he was like, you know, it's always good to beat the, you know, to beat the team that left you, you know, kind of always shove it in your girlfriend's face that you found someone better or whatever. Dion Lewis, oh. loved Dion Lewis, loved yeah. me some Dion Lewis. He had that one infamous catch against the Cowboys where he juked out their entire defense, caught the ball. Did the step yep. back juke and then came, just ducked a guy too, if I remember correctly. Um, he was yep. mad. Yeah, 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 he juked back, ducked the guy, ran, jumped. Deion Lewis, um, really just that small little spark plug could could uh take kickoff returns too. Um, yeah. really liked him kind of in the same ilk as your James White, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. to his career, not his life. James White is not dead. Um, but just Deion Lewis really liked him. Um it was sad to see him go. I didn't like it at the time. Nothing too heartbreaking. Just another guy. Just I wish he stayed here longer. That's all it is. So Dion Lewis is my number crazy. Three. That's a killer pick because he's not even on my honorable mention. But I yeah. loved loved Dion. I was at, um... I tried to think of that. Yeah, just people that I really enjoyed. And yeah, Dion Lewis. Uh, Al, what were you saying? I, I was at the Texan playoff game where he returned the kickoff return for a touchdown. I think he. Bought a pass and ran for a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. And then the yep. punt return, I think, too. Dude, fast as fuck. Oh, fast yeah. man he was world. unbelievable. Those it's like, there feet, he goes again. Those little feet. Da, 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 da. Like, oh, my God. He he reminds me of, I don't know how big of baseball fans you guys are. Kevin Euclid, when he would run his oh, oh, for goodness. the Red Sox, his feet, his legs would move so fast, but he would never run too fast. Deion Lewis's right. small little legs would move so fast, but he would run. That fast. Deion Lewis is my yeah. guy, number three. Love him. Love, Love him. that pick. Uh, yeah, I do cool. want to say the Patriots, did, not just the Patriots did him dirty. He just had a tough time on the Patriots when he tore his ACL against the Redskins that Sunday game. I was watching uh, that. Yeah. And oh, then the Super Bowl like, against uh, the Falcons. That was so bad. It killed me because he was having a, that great year. Oh, that yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. I forgot and, about that. Yep. And then the Falcons going into the half, the Patriots ran the uh, what's it called? Statue of Liberty play where they pretended to pass it out to the flat. And that field was made it. He made it like the 35 yard line. Or something. And then there, tore man. his ACL and jumped out of bounds. Play. Tore his I remember ACL it. Yeah. Cause it was one of those things time. where it almost looked like his foot got caught. It was like a, like a pulled it and like yeah. left. Ugh. He literally jumped. I was like, no, but yeah, he just had a tough, tough go of it. But yeah, guy, but he's, he's, my he's the man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking killer one. 10 out of 10 with that. Thank you. Oh, right. My turn. Number three. It's you. <laughs> Come on. I forgot. You're too busy dreaming of Tom Brady beating the oh, Cowboys. No, my God. Too busy. God, we're all get, sitting here looking at you. And you, got, daydreams you got Tom of, Brady uh, head Lewis. floating around your head. God. No, right now I don't. Motherfucker's killing me. But um, number three, I'm sure you, this guy is on your list as well. This was the, the slam dunk pick of this list. I, I would imagine everyone has him. I put him three just for... His post-Patriots career wasn't going to last very long, so I'd like him to stay. 
but realistically, he only would have been good for one more year, much like he was on his original home team. That's Darrell Revis. He had one good year after the Patriots, and then that year after that, he was fucking awful. He was truly terrible, and just like all the great corners, Stephon Gilmore's the most recent example, you fall off quick. He was incredible on the Jets the year after the Patriots, and then was awful after that. He was on the mm-hmm. Chiefs. He helped Marcus Mariota catch his own touchdown pass once. That was really cool. But oh, yeah. that's that's he about was the on only the Chiefs, wasn't he? he yep, was. that's the only highlight he, he weird has after career, the Jets. Man. Yeah, very weird. weird. He ended up on a couple different teams, if I remember correctly, being like, "Damn, Terrell Reeves really fell off." I I had him. I had him on my list too. I was considering picking him, but then I was like, "No, I got better options." Uh, Terrell Reeves, by the way, um, for for us people around our age, best corner of our lifetime. I put him on there. He's he's best corner of my lifetime. I mean, best corner maybe ever. Uh, I yeah, no, I I not Patriots. No, no, just, no. just, just, just greatest, greatest corner of all time that I've ever seen play. I Up put there. him number one. Up there. I put him number one. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, I kind, I kind of have there. to as well. Besides, okay. who besides do you put above Samuel, Ty Law. Yeah, I figured uh, that would be no. it. Yeah, Ty Law is way Ty better. And if we're talking yeah. non-Patriots, Deion Sanders. Well, I'm yeah, talking about ones in my ones I've because I never like you actually, actually yeah, yeah, really yeah. saw. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I understand Deion Sanders. Te- technically, probably... you were alive for a lot of Deion Sanders' career. Yeah, right. he retired in 2004. Yeah, was, I, I heard that too. I was like, no fucking way. There he was only no played for the Ravens for two years. Yeah, that's just stupid. All right, but yeah, great pick though, Liam Darrell Revis. I mean, God, he he literally came in, won the Super Bowl, dipped out. Like, yep. What else? Got his payday do? with the Jets. Exactly. Exactly. Al number three. Number three, I this is the only one that I'm going to go a little farther back. I'm going to go to the '90s for this one, and this is a this is a this would have been a cool what if for the 2001 team. I'm going with running back Curtis Martin. Oh, I would have oh, loved yeah. to have Curtis Martin Always on that old one team because don't forget he was with the Patriots under Parcells, did really well, helped mm-hmm. the Patriots in '96, advanced. I, I think that was the other one to the Super Bowl against the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. And not only that, right, then he goes to the Jets and he terrorizes the Patriots. Not that the Jets ever won anything, but he himself was good against the Patriots. He won he just, against the Patriots. Like, yeah, he, so he had like, great times. So, I mean, Curtis Martin, a guy that I would have loved to see, like, Tom Brady have with that, just with that whole offense, like with Terry Glenn and Jermaine Wiggins and David Patton. Love Jermaine Wiggins. And, and that whole crew, you know, so... I'm going Curtis Martin number three. A little unorthodox, but I I still love still love. Honestly, not unorthodox at all. I might take myself out behind the woodshed for not picking this one. I am as big of a Curtis Martin guy as it gets. I'm surprised, Liam, you didn't pick him. Uh, Truthfully, I thought you were going to take him. He was on my top five Patriots running backs when we did this last offseason. Al, you were there for that episode. That episode was chaos. But like. Like, was it though? Damn it! Or was yeah. it just, or, or was it just one smart person? And two, <laughs> yeah. two I, I, I was an intellectual. You guys are pretty unhinged, but um, I will, yeah. I will never live that down. The, 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 the Jonas Gray pick. I knew it writing it down. I was like, this, this is gonna yeah, be that, wild. Yeah, that um, turned some heads for sure. Uh, damn, that is, that is probably the best good pick one. that anyone's had. That's a God great damn pick. it! I, I, I feel like always forget who was on the team. Um, damn, that's a, that's a great one though. That's God a great one. Um, how do I forget Curtis Martin? Uh, number, number Fuck two me. for me, um, Liam, I know we've talked about, we've talked about him a bunch of times. He was my favorite player. I had his Jersey, which is why he ended up leaving. Cause every Jersey I get, they're either killers or they get traded. Uh, yeah, Chandler Jones, doing that. number two, Chandler okay. Jones for me. 
Uh, I feel one. like he's Didn't he's probably on everybody's list, or or at least you thought about him at one point. Um, Chandler Jones, one of the few Patriots that left and still produced. Um, I mean, I don't need to say it. He was one who caught that perfect pass from Jacoby Myers um, a couple, <laughs> a few games yeah, ago. That went well. But um, yeah, Chandler Jones, <laughs> I don't think it even needs to be said anymore. Um, he, tremendous Patriot while he was here, went to the Raiders and kind of, no, he went to the Cardinals first, correct? Yep, Cardinals. And then and then the Raiders. But yeah, still still doing well. Had a one of the few Patriots who had a good career after they left the team. Um, Chandler Jones. We traded him for Jonathan two. Cooper too. He sucked. That's so and uh, Chandler Jones uh, hurting the Patriots nowadays with uh, you know plays that uh, we don't want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that one, Al. I oh, move on, Al. Liam. Yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. God. <laughs> Liam, number two. So this is a guy that's still in the league. Not only is he still in the league, he's Good. big balling. In love fact, it. he's big balling. More so now than he was before and during his Patriots career. The offense was this is toward the end of uh Tom Brady's tenure, and the offense wasn't as good, but still dynamic. This guy just is the perfect Patriots player, left a lot on the table. It's Cordero Patterson. The guy can do everything, and that Great is a Patriots pick. player. Great Running back, pick. wide receiver. Last year, his campaign was one of the most exciting things. I've ever seen. I don't care about the Falcons. In fact, I downright hate the Falcons. I think they're an embarrassing franchise. He made me watch every single game because I was like, dear God, this guy's lining up at wide receiver, catching touchdowns, Mm -hmm. running it out of the backfield and returning kicks. Had another kick return again this year and was doing his thing. I love him. This is a Patriots player through and through, even though he was only on the team for a year. He is a one-year wonder to me, and it would be incredible to see his career if the Patriots drafted him and kept him. Crazy he was only here for a year. I know. I know. Right? It's remember that deep over-the-middle touchdown Tom Brady threw? Of course I did. He, like, stretched out. Remember the, the, the kickoff? I was at that game. You were? Oh, yes, sir. Of course game. I was. I was that's at a so lot right. of good fucking games. Yeah, that's right. a, I guess that's so. A, that's a good one. That's a good one. Al, what do you got? Number two. <clears throat> Number two, sticking with defense, sticking with a guy that, again, a big part of what the Patriots did in the first three Super Bowl runs, the first part of the dynasty, a guy that should never have left. Going with Richard Seymour. The second you said the first part of the dynasty, fucking new. Yep. Richard yeah, Seymour, yep. three-time Super Bowl so champion. so many guys from those early years. Yep. I know. Three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, part of the NFL 2000s All-Decade team. Yep. On the All-Rookie Team in 01. Again, just the Ooh. accolades the accolades rack up for him. You know what he's doing now with his, with his time? No. What's he got, he's OnlyFans? A, he's a oh, – <laughs> I hope be, so. That'd be something, I'd it? subscribe. No, that, no, that'd be Vince Wilfork. That would be perfect for him. Oh, uh, he's time. a professional poker player. Ooh, that's badass. Damn, damn, good for him. Guy's yeah, a high roller. What a pick. So. What a pick. Richard Seymour. Yeah, those there, there are a, a good amount of like legacy Patriots players that you could pick from those oh, yeah. like first time. Law years, as well. I, I brought him up earlier. You could have picked I, Law. I did not pick any of them, but you could have picked a Me lot neither. of them. Um, I, re- so, I really missed out here. So, okay. So, so we're going to number one. So, my number one the guy that's still in the league. Guy that's actually his team 
is still playing right now. He's oh, not shit. playing for them. He's not playing for them. He's hurt, as he tends to be. My number one pick, the guy I wish stayed, because I think if he ended up staying, the trajectory of the Patriots would have changed. I I don't think I I can't even think of how much it would have changed because Big the position talk. he plays, the position he plays is the most important position on the field. Oh, I know exactly who it is. We are talking about the one and only Jimmy Garoppolo. There it is. If he would have stayed, if he would have stayed, really? you you gotta think he's he's here for a few years under Brady. Brady ends up, you know, Jimmy G gets the starting role. Tom Brady leaves. You don't know what happens with this team, but you just got to think that he stays. My number five pick, maybe Bill O'Brien comes back. Like, there's just so much. I just, Jimmy G, it's one of those things where he's he's shown he can win in this league. I mean, he was one pass away from beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, granted, yep. it was his pass that was not great <laughs> to Deshaun Jackson, but. It was no, him. it wasn't Deshaun Jackson. It was Emmanuel Sanders. Get Emmanuel right. Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Deshaun Jackson wouldn't just, mess up that pass, but that's okay. Well, well he's <laughs> he's just too fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jimmy G, my number one guy. Now he is not the not my favorite Patriots player by any means. Just I think he is the one. He is the biggest what if to me. Where right. if he ended up staying, like what what happens? Does Brady leave? Like, do the Patriots still win? Like, are, are the Patriots in the playoffs right now? Are Do they have the – like, are they still the number one team or one of the top five teams in the league? It's just you never know what's going to happen. You know, Mac Jones, where does he go? Does does Mac Jones end up going to – I don't know. Does he go to the Niners instead of Trey Does he go to the Jet? Like, it's just there's so many things that could happen. Jimmy G is my number one. Um, I figured it was an important position too, so I figured it was a good choice to have. So number one, most Liam. importantly of all, hold on, but on yeah, Jimmy G, most importantly it. of all, above his playing career, he is the most handsome motherfucker I have ever seen. In oh, my hands life. down, hands down. Our oh team would my be God. infinitely more attractive if he was here, far and away. And like you know, I, I'm as straight as they come. This guy, I would sniff the toilet seat after he used it. Like this guy is just drop dead gorgeous. Honestly, what a I would let if if. Let me let me run you through a scenario. My wife, Nicole, comes home. Yeah. Mike, baby, I was out, right? We're, we're, I'm hanging out with my with my friends. This guy comes up to me, says he plays football. I don't know who he is. Kisses me. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But he's attracted, kissing me again. I go, oh, no. And then we start making out. And, and Mike, I don't, I think I have to leave you for him. He had a weird last name, Garoppolo, and I'm like, babe, is it Jimmy Garoppolo? And she's like, yes, "Yes, honey, it is. I say, fucking do it. I will fuck your bags. (laughs) Just go. It's fine. I don't care if he's fucking my girlfriend right now. That's fine. It's fine. fine. You can leave. That's how attractive he is. It's fine. Just go. We'll we'll work. So you know, we're all new age people here. We'll work yep. some crazy thing out during 100%. the season. I'm your guy on the off season. He's your guy. We'll figure yep. it out, babe. Jimmy he G is one of the most beast. attractive football players that's ever played. Far and away. Yep. 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 So great pick. Part of why wow, I again, picked him. I just wanted to the, talk about him being sexy. That's it. Both you guys. Both you guys. Are top three. I didn't consider any of those, and that's actually really disappointing to me. I got to go back to the drawing board. Good. I love it. Good. Good. Who do you have? Number one. If it's fucking Cam Newton, I, I'll 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 kill you. Just kick him, kick him out. 
Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say my number one then. No, say it. Go ahead. You have to. So, a guy who has had a a pretty productive career, a lot of highs, definitely uh definitely one really big high in particular. Oh, showing us great. No, fuck you. Um, no. So this guy, I thought this is where Mike was going with his number one. Still in the league, still very productive. In fact, hasn't had an unproductive season in his entire career. Me and Mike sing this guy's praises. And he was truly a Patriot for one fucking year. Brandon Cooks. I love this guy. How did I not think of Brandon Cooks? Just like Cordero Patterson, this guy can do it all. He can return kicks. He can run the ball. He Mm -hmm. can catch deep passes. I will never forget his game-winning touchdown against the Texans, that quick toe tap to beat Deshaun. Actually, yeah, no, he beat Deshaun Watson in that game. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Deshaun. I love you, but I'm sorry. Oh, that toe tap? Incredible. Oh, so swag. Incredible. He truly has never had less than 1,000 yards in a season. He's still balling on a terrible, terrible team. He might have had less than a thousand this year. I'm not 100% sure. He missed toward the end because he was trying to get out of that hellhole that is the Houston Texans. But overall, I can't think of a more desired player besides maybe Randy Moss at the wide receiver position that the Patriots just shouldn't have let go of. I forget what they traded him for. I think at the time I thought it was fair, but I don't know. I think in Patriots 699 miles, yards he had this year. Yeah. He was, he was he, yeah, he was but he missed like five games. So we'll yeah. give him a break there. Yeah. But overall has not had an unproductive season. And I think in Patriots fans' memories, the number one thing that we all think of when we think of Brandon Cooks is him getting decapitated in the Super Bowl by Malcolm X. Oh, dude, li- he listen to his stats. His first year with the Saints, 550 yards. Oh no. Next year, 1138. Yeah. 1173. With the That's Patriots, like 1,082. With the Rams, 1,204. With the Rams, 583. He was out for a lot of games, so we don't count that. Texans, 1,150. Texans, again, 1,037. Every year he's healthy, the dude is Balling. a machine. He's yeah. a machine. And he's oh, tiny, too. So I figured he would have been one of those receivers that got beat up a he's lot. He's Lewis. Yeah, and I figured that would yield like a seven-year career, six-year career, and then he'd be out of the league because of injuries. But no, he's still holding on. He didn't play this year because he didn't want to be on the Texans, not because he was actually hurt. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's a great one. I love that one. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Bad number he, 14, baby. Brandon Cooks wants to be traded. Um, this might be the only time where I'll say I I don't want the Patriots to get him. There's just no room. We got enough going oh, on. Dude. But if he came back, I would still be like, all right, fine. Like I will yeah, yeah. there will never be a time where I won't welcome him back in here. I'd buy so a Brandon Cooks. Instantly. What a fucking pick. What a pick. Uh, great pick. Al, number one, and then we'll hit some honorable mentions, then we're out. All right. My number one guy is literally the reason that the Patriots won their first two Super Bowls. It's Adam Vinatieri. It's a guy that should have finished his career as a New England Patriot legend, winning kick in Super Bowl 36. A lot of people, I don't want to say they forget, but they they do forget that he also had basically the game-winning kick in Super Bowl 38, just because it wasn't a buzzer beater. But, you know, Vinatieri, a lot of big kicks for the Patriots in his career, and then he goes to the Colts for... You know the remainder of his career, but I would have loved to see Vinatieri, you know, uh, retire a Patriot, and he should have been. Yeah. So and that remainder of his career was a big remainder. Thirteen years with the Colts—that's a long fucking time. Like if yeah, he played with the Patriots until 2019, he would have left at just about the same time as Tom Brady. 
Yep. Yeah. That's Adam. He, he might be. And I don't know how you guys feel about this. The most crucial player in like the beginning of the Patriots dynasty, more so than Tom Brady, more so than Ty law, more than Rodney Harrison, more than Troy Brown, more than anybody that Antoine Smith, more than anybody love, you can think Antoine of. Smith. Antoine Smith. What a name, Antoine. Uh, Antoine Smith. But Adam Vinatieri literally won you games. That kick, the, obviously, we all know the Oakland game, the kick in the snow. Like, just yep. as clutch as you can get. Adam Vinatieri. I, I, I got a stat for you guys right here. Had 18 game-winning field goals less than one minute remaining, including postseason. Stupid. In his Jeez, Patriots career. Real. Just in his Patriots career. He has another... Nine with the Colts after that. That's pretty ridiculous. Oh, by the way, Liam, uh, 18 nothing Cowboys. Suck on that, Liam. Fucking hate Tom Brady. And just real quick, we're we're doing honorable mentions. I only have one. I had Darrell Reeves. I'm just going to say my one honorable mention real quick. Lawyer Malloy, a guy that I would have loved to have stayed here. I almost put him. Yeah, almost put him. The law firm. Yeah, yeah. Laurie Malloy. Um, my my honorable mentions. Um, I don't know why I put it down. I don't even remember putting it down. Junior Seau. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. You know why? Because it made me think when you said that. You know, you wish that he got uh, Randy Moss got his deserved uh, Super Bowl ring. Junior Seau. Wish he got it. Um, another one, more recent one. Dante Hightower. What are you doing, bud? Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? Get back to the Patriots. Because because you're tweeting a lot about things, which is great. But where the fuck are you? Come on back to us. Um, I had, I mean, big topic, Gerard Mayo. I think, I mean, you know, he left a lot earlier than we all thought. That's a given. Um, an obvious one, Julian Edelman. Wish he didn't retire. Wish he stayed. Um, more of a recent one, kind of a smaller one, Ted Karras. Great, great offensive line guy. That could would have been be very playing. helpful this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, would have mm-hmm. been, been very helpful. Um, and then, I mean, I'll, I'll stay at Liam. I don't know if you had him on there. I wish he didn't retire. Maybe he'll come out of retirement. James White. Um, yeah, of course. I just, I can't talk about with him without tearing up. I love him. So um, those are my honorable mentions. I had nobody else. Liam, do you have any, do you have any other ones you could think of? Oh, I have many. I did have James White. Oh, like, just like you. Damn right you I did. want, I wanted to put him on this list, but I would have been moved to tears. So. It's sad. It's sad thing. He was so he's so fucking good. He's so good. James <sighs> White is like, it, oh my god. Just can you <sighs> just pitch? I, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think. Yeah, about it, hurts, it. it hurts. We it will hurts. get him on this podcast at some. Point. We will. It's a guarantee. Yeah, he has to. Um, he will come on. I also had Chris Long, stud. Loved Chris after Long. he left the Patriots, went to the Eagles, won another Super Bowl. Dude had plenty in the tank. Love this guy. Love still, him. still, still loves the Patriots too. Still loves the Patriots. So Chris Long, great choice. I got you great choice. Yeah. Uh, this one, not so much because he finished his career with the Patriots, but he left for a little bit in between and pissed off the Green Bay Packers, faking an injury. Then they caught him and he came back to the Patriots and was perfectly healthy. Martellus Bennett. Dude faked oh, yeah. an injury to get off the Packers to come back to the Patriots. The dude loves to smoke blunts on FaceTime with Tom Brady, and that is a man that I can get behind. I Forever love Martellus Bennett, uh, also the hero of uh, the Falcon Super Bowl, one of many. Mm-hmm. I have another similar situation, guy that started and ended his career with the Patriots, uh, missed the middle part when he was traded to the Seahawks, and that would be arguably my favorite Patriots wide receiver, 
the man Dion Branch. I love Dion Branch. Can't get enough can Super Bowl say? MVP. Exactly. I could sing this guy's praises all day. Yeah. I, I also had Deltha O'Neal. Do you guys remember him? Oh, God. Yeah, I remember Deltha. Deltha yeah. O'Neal. Oh, so he, I still think he had a bit left in the tank. Uh, his last season was for the Matt Castle-led Patriots, I believe. Uh, and That year he had three picks, but he, he led the league in picks uh, a year or two before then. Loved him on the Bengals, loved him more on the Patriots. Only a one-year guy, definitely should have stayed around a little longer. Dude was lightning quick. Um, and then this one, just kind of a random player that I remember. He is a widely forgotten name, and I guess I wouldn't be surprised if you guys didn't know him, but I would hope you would. He played maybe five total snaps for the Patriots, but he made the most of those snaps. He was fantastic. Brian Times. Do you guys remember that guy, the oh wide my receiver? God. Yeah. I yeah. have a tweet about Brian Times because in the really? Jets game, right? That's where he caught a touchdown, I believe. Yeah, in the deep Jets over game. the middle. Yes, I have that because I said something like, oh, it's time. It's some sort of play on words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Number 86, I, I believe. 80, or 89. 84. 86 or 89. 84. He was in the 80s. Yeah. Yes, I remember him. Oh. I loved Brian Times. And I was always like, why doesn't this guy get more playing time? He was buried behind a stacked receiving core. <laughs> but he was the man. I would I gotta look up and see what he's doing now, but he was just a monster. We'll get him on the pod. We're gonna get everybody. Yeah, we should, we should I'm, get I'm Brian gonna put Times him down. I'm gonna send a bunch of DMs out to a bunch of people and see who we can get on. Um, but yeah, Brian yeah. Times, a great one. Who else do you got? Anybody else? That was it. That was it. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was it. Um, so we are going to the next couple of weeks or next few weeks, foreseeable future. We're going to do a bunch of lists like this. Um, I don't know which one we're going to do next week. We'll find something out of Liam's list of what we're going to do, but um, hopefully we have some <laughs> more Patriot stuff to talk about. Otherwise we'll just jump right into the list, whatever we're doing. Um, but this was episode 65. Again, Al, welcome to Tuck Rule Takes officially. Um, we are hoping to really just kind of suck you dry of all your talent and then kick you to the curb before the season starts. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We will see how that goes. Um, Understandable. And, and like I said, like I said, this offseason, we're going to have some guests, hopefully, whether it's kind of, you know, people you may know, people you don't know, just kind of people to just talk shit about the NFL, the Patriots, Patriots rivals. Maybe we'll get some Cowboys fans in here because, you know, Liam loves the Cowboys. I don't know. Um, you. But so for Liam McDade, for Al Nahigian, goddamn right, our new third co-host, I am Damn Mike Sullivan. Minions. This was episode 65 of Tuck Rule Takes. Um, and that's it. We are out. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs>